Ladies and gentlemen, we are here, we are live, we have arrived. The Sports Attention Football Show, Grego, here with my co-host Potty and my other co-host, Berta. How you going, mate? I'm excellent. Welcome all. Pretty good round of football we've got to got to go through this week. Um, topped off by that absolute cracking game this morning, Man City and Chelsea. I can't wait to talk about that. Okay, before you steal the rest of the podcast, we'll introduce Cozzy. <laughs> How you going, Cozzy? Yeah, very well, Grego. Yeah, as our esteemed colleague Berta said, there's so much to talk about. There's so many discussion points. We're going to dig deep into the world of football this from this week, last past week. So let's get into it. Absolutely. Let's get into the podcast. What do you reckon, Pod? Oh, I love it. Let's go. can never get enough of that intro mm. and Demba Bar is in here <laughs> <laughs> welcome ladies and gentlemen to the sports detention football show um, we're back for another week uh, it's been a big week in uh, in football but um, before we rip into um, into the hot topics just um, one thing that I need to touch base on mm. and that um, We've had some feedback from the listeners, and apparently we've been made abruptly aware that um, certain pundits are not appropriate references on the show, Gary Neville being one of them. I mean, as a Manchester United fan, I'll listen to Gary Neville speak. (laughs) He's held high in my regard, but apparently not for others. What do you think, boys? No, no, well, this stems from a little bit of feedback. Yeah, as you mentioned, we got on the socials and... uh, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I've, it's on record. I'm not the biggest Gary Neville fan. He's a bit of a sellout, if you ask me. Um, I think he can be a bit biased, and um, he looks after his mates. So, uh, yeah, mm. you, I'm on the other side of the fence. I, I'm not a massive Gary Neville fan. What about you, Berta? Uh, look, I think he's a total knob. Having said that, <laughs> having said that, I have watched him do a bit of commentary with Jamie Carragher lately in the little, the little one-two act they've got going on and as much as he does act knob-like he he will ad- admit when he's wrong he will admit when his team's not not quite going oh, it's admirable uh, isn't it as, as <laughs> it's, well i think the word's admirable but we'll go with that um oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> here we go make sure the pronunciation's on point tonight Berta. Uh, <laughs> anyway no look he's 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 still a knob, but he's less knobbish these days. I think he, I think he's softening a bit. Mm. Your boys, your now, boys po- know what ne- you get when you put a Manchester United knob together with a Liverpool knob. Two knobs. Two knobs. Oh. <laughs> I thought you. Okay, what have we told like you about leaving the funny stuff to the funny people? <laughs> uh, Potty, like obviously you're a massive fan of Phil Neville. What, mm. what do you think about Gary? Oh, well, I was just going over what the boys said. Uh, he's, you know, less knobbish than he used to be. Tick. Mm. And uh, Cozzy, I believe you said he looks after his mates. Oh, well, we can't have that, can we? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and, I mean, rest his soul, his old man had the greatest name 
of anyone. <laughs> Neville, Neville. <laughs> Neville, Neville. <laughs> Fantastic. But I wouldn't go as far to say as the comment that we received and the feedback we received that Gary Neville is damaging the IQ of football fans. I wouldn't mm. go that far. <laughs> it was a damaging now, quote, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, no, no, we love honesty here at the Sports Attention Football Show, that's for sure. Um, now, another thing that we, we need to uh, clear up from last week is I did mention Tom Hanks being an Everton fan because mm. uh, he couldn't find any Everton fans. Tom Hanks is actually a Villa fan. Oh, yeah, righto. But Sly is a toffee. Oh, Sylvester oh, Stallone is a toffee. So, yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, we, we, we covered... Um, sly, sly this week, didn't we, Grego, on our... Um, on the Sports Attention Podcast. Yep, yeah, we did. So get in and watch that, listeners. Absolute ripper. But I will take Sly. Oh, mate. And as um, as expected, body's hard. All <laughs> 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 uh, right. Final little thing bit, guys. I, I know I'm chewing, I'm chewing the ear off the listeners to start off with, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm throwing it down. I'm making a marker for this episode, guys. This episode is going to be a VAR-free zone. Mm, right. So, listeners, prepare. Oh. We are going into a VAR-free zone. We're not talking about it. Okay, we had enough of it last episode. I was surprised the podcast, I thought we were going to break up after last episode. Um, Mikel Arteta is still a knob. And but we are going to go with a VAR free zone this week. Hang on, Gregor. Hang on two seconds. Yep. I'm just erasing half my material for the show now. So okay. Can we have half an hour break? Cosy, yeah. hang on there because much like VAR, it's open to human interpretation. So you could have interpreted that any way you wanted to and make your own decisions. So keep all your stuff there. Okay, mm. I will do. Right. Is this the stuff that you like send me two minutes before we go on air and say, hey, can you chop this up for me? <laughs> oh, beautiful. Come on, Potty. What do we got? What are the results from the weekend? Well, mate? just before I run through the uh, results over the weekend, I believe this might be after 12 um, match days. This might be the first time we're all happy on the same day. So, um, Oh, we've still got a long time to go in this episode, mate. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But uh, speaking of results, uh, the Wolves had a win. Everton had a win, even though some cheeky bugger highlighted um, uh, Palace on the run sheet, but I tidied that one up quick smart. Uh, United had a win. Uh, Arsenal had a uh, win. Bournemouth had a win. Villa had a win. Brighton and Sheffield United played out a draw. While Liverpool had a win. West Ham had a win. And City versus Chelsea had that uh, four-all performance that we Berta mm. was speaking about earlier. Fantasy points for days. Mm, for days, one. for days. What oh. about the A-League, mate? A-League. So. Berta Central Coast Mariners are in turmoil. Oh, they're in gone. turmoil, are they? Totally gone. Yep. So uh, the victors over the weekend were the Newcastle Jets, the Wanderers and Sydney FC. Uh, Melbourne Hart and Campbelltown played out a three-all draw. Oh, sorry, Brisbane um, Roar also had a win and the victory... Um, and Phoenix had a draw as well. So no Corica, no worries. Mm. Cozzy's call there. Now, Cozzy, am I correct in saying that Ufuk Tale has taken over at Sydney FC, or am I, I've just missed that? No, no, that's correct. I think he's had um, two training sessions. So mm. Sydney, rock bottom of the league, three games, no wins, um, and then no goals either. So they've come along, and Adelaide 
who were flying pretty high. Adelaide's knocked off the two grand finalists from last year, even though they're not travelling that well, Melbourne City and Central Coast. They also had a good win against uh, Melbourne Victory, I believe, too, as well. So Adelaide were travelling along really, really well, and Sydney have just come out and just turned the tables and just smashed them. Like, the game was a pretty good game to watch. Like, it was chances all over the place, over 30, 35 shots in the game. Um, mm. Adelaide had a, had the majority possession, but Sydney were just lethal. Do you think uh, the endurance for Adelaide was an issue in that match, Cosy? The endurance? Yeah, because look, I don't, I, I don't wish to ever presently connect the Sports Attention podcast with the Sports Attention football show, but I will. Uh, we discussed on the show about the University of South Australia looking to uh, can the beep test mm, on uh, from the PDHPA curriculum. It was the integrity issue, in fact. And uh, they're saying that kids are traumatised from the beep test. So whether Adelaide United are actually doing the beep test or not is up for debate. Mm. However, um, yeah, there could be some concerns with the cardiovascular endurance coming out of South Australia. Mm, there you go. There well, you that, go. Yeah, that concerns me, Grego, because there goes about five weeks of my teaching load on, you know, just whipping <laughs> out the beep test and just, right, out, kids, you know what today is, beep test. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be yeah. Con- very concerned about that. Well, it's it's been described as a traumatic event for children, um, you know, which, I mean, we're just getting fucking soft. Is that because it's hard? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anything that uh, that requires resilience, uh, we, we need to knock that on the head. Mm. Mm. Anyway, yep. I would say it's probably more traumatic to have your asshole eaten first by a bear, but <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. All cardiovascular disease from all the KFC you're eating, one of the two. Anyway, move on. Mm. Yeah, or carpal tunnel from all the gaming you've been doing. Indeed, indeed. I feel like we've gone down a, um, a dark hole here. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, righty-o. Let's go to the headlines of the week, guys. Uh, Bernard, do you want to lead us off, mate? Absolutely. So my headline of the week is <laughs> I haven't heard Robbie Williams sing a song about Ange lately. Could anyone tell me why that is? Over to you, boys. Oh, mate, you're a, you're a disgrace. So we're, talk, we're, we're suggesting that the, the wheels have fallen off at uh, Tottenham. Yeah. Dead set, mate. Oh, Are you mate. even Australian? <laughs> if it was that, you know, what's the old song? The wheels on the bus? Well, Ange's wheels, mate, they're square pegs at the moment. He is, he's gone. Like, they, they uh, you know, three members of their back line out and, and a couple of other players up front, Madison and Richarlison, and they just Well, I know like where my multi's going next week, straight on Tottenham. Straight on the Spurs. <laughs> they have so absolutely no nothing. Doubt that it's been a, no doubt it's been a tough five or six days for them. Um, where do we have them? Is, is this dire straits for them? Are they going to slip right down now? It's just been a fantastic start and it's all over? Absolutely, I've said I've said that at the start. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, they they got a bit of no, they got a bit of luck when they went through their little run of beating the top teams. Like they beat, you know, Liverpool were left with three players on the pitch and a couple of no what? goals. Oh, what, here we go. What, here we go. Hey, we said we weren't talking about VAR on this. I'm not talking podcast. about VAR. I'm talking about three pl- red cards. That's the referee. There was no VAR in there. That's just. But no, it's good to see Ange disappointed on the sideline as Wolves fans were in. <laughs> 
in, hang on in a minute. Ra- hang on. Is this Berta talking or Cozzy talking here? Is this? Oh, <laughs> we I'm loving this conversation. No, I've oh. always been on this thing. That's if they're overrated, they'll be lucky to make Europa Conference League. I think they'll they'll you know obviously Brighton have got to fly up the ladder because they're lagging a bit. So there goes the spot. <laughs> Aston Villa are travelling. Newcastle are gone. So that yeah, they'll probably yeah probably. Toffees are in red hot form, mate. Conference Ooh. League. Well, well, you know what? I was doing the math. They could actually lose their twelve points, um, and they'd go down to what at the moment two two points. Mm. No, it's going to eighteen point deduction now. Yeah, they've, they've jacked it up. Well, no, it's still at twelve. That's full of shit. Don't don't talk that. So we'll just here. I'll check <laughs> check the ladder. So yeah, you're fourteen minus minus twelve is two, and you you. Benchmark there is Luton Town at six. You could get relegated and spit in their faces, Potty. It, it could be great. Mm. Mm. I think that I think Tottenham are tumbling. They're tumbling down the table. I think the honeymoon effect is over. Um, when you go back through their the games that they've won, like you list the teams there, it, it's a bit of a false sort of position on the table. You've got Fulham, you know, you've got Luton. You've got Sheffield United, you've got Burnley, you've got Bournemouth who weren't travelling very well. A couple of other ordinary teams like Manchester United and Liverpool. So, yeah, they haven't really played anyone yet, you know. So, they're going to start tumbling. Like, their road ahead, they've got Villa, City. uh, West Ham's been um, postponed. Oh, no, West Ham, Newcastle. So, it's a tough road ahead. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't sense any bias in your comments either. Like, it's amazing. I try to, uh, I try to be uh, very Gary Neville about it. <laughs> yeah. Did Arsenal you did beat sound him, like Cos? a knob. <laughs> did Arsenal beat him, Cos? No. Oh. No, we Must struggled to at all. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You're going to dig that up, are you, Potty? I thought this was a no VAR conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, is, no, it is no VAR not no wanker <laughs> um, Cozzy what's your headline of the week mate oh mate I, I think we've been dancing around this one for a few weeks now on the podcast and you know <laughs> quite, <laughs> <haven't>. <laughs> quite often you know it's a, a three three against one conversation against you Grego so I'm just gonna throw this one out here for you mate so has what do Manchester- you mean like has Three against one. What? That's a that's a scathing accusation. What are you trying to say? You're I'm all picking that, on me. Yeah, we've been picking <laughs> on you. So I'm going to give you a bit of a chance to, you know, reset, reset. Uh, Manchester United and Ten Hag have they been flying under the radar? That's my headline. So oh, I mean, I I would fucking rephrase that. that they've been taxiing. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't quite taken flight. So not flying under the radar, they're taxiing under the radar. They're taxiing along the runway. Let me just give you this, the couple of stats. Like, sitting in sixth position, so they're above Newcastle and they're above Brighton. They've got the most points in the last five Premier League games out of any teams. They've got 12. The next best is a couple on 10. So Ten Hag, he's had 30 wins in his first 50 games, and that's better than Klopp at Liverpool and Arteta, and even Fergie Ooh. in his first 50 yep. Premier League games. He did have a few games in charge back in the old first division, but, yeah, so he's, are they flying under the radar, boys? I'm going to throw it out there to you. What do you think? Uh, no. I don't, know if they're fly- I don't know if they're flying under the radar, but they. if you look at 
their results throughout the year. They're certainly um, they're certainly getting getting some wins when they need to. About a week ago, Greg O, poor old Greg O, was in a bad way. Still in, am. He was in a bad way, and um, but they they've got a couple of wins for you in the last week, mate. Yeah. Um, look, if you were to put the ladder up, I mean the the concern. I think we're if I would I say I'm happy or I'm content. I would say more content's probably the word I'm looking for with the position that we're in. It being I think we're six six points behind Liverpool in second. I think something like that would be pretty close. Mm. Anyway, six. Yep. Look at the goal difference of everyone in the top eight and look at ours. That's the problem. That is that is the problem. Like Liverpool, I think from memory, they got 17 plus 17, City plus 21, something like that. United, minus three. Like it's it's horrific. So we're not scoring goals. We, we are picking up the points. So the hope is, as a fan, you're going, well, hopefully we can pick up the wins. And, you know, Luke Shaw is due to come back before Christmas. Lissandro Martinez, Casemiro, you get those players back. And it's a pretty chunky old time around Christmas. And hopefully you can get some, you know, a bit of consistency in your lineup. But, man, yeah, I mean... If the discussion's not about replacing our manager, I'm okay with that at this point in time. I'd call that a win because, you know, everything else just, yeah, like I said, it's not flying, it's taxiing. Yeah, so mm. there's only six teams that have scored less goals than them in the Premier League. Um, let me ask you this, Grego, I, I read this earlier in the week. Get rid of Hoyland. Controversial, I know, but hear me out. Hoyland scores, Manchester United lose. That's what's happening at the moment. So sack him, I reckon. Sack, get rid of him. <laughs> Actually, to like, you might just have to have a friendly reminder to you know the ten other players who are on the football field when Hoyland's playing. Is as I know this hasn't happened for the last decade at Manchester United, but we've actually got a striker. So if you get to the byline and you put balls in across the face of goal, we've got a guy who will actually attack the ball and play as a striker. We haven't got that guy. You know that guy who wears number nine for us? You know, I mean, he only plays every now and then. He's always injured. But, you know, the one who mopes around like he's at the retirement village (laughs) around the box? Anthony. Um, Yeah, the one who had so much potential who is up for a testimonial next year and... I mean, I reckon he's probably played 50 games for us. You know, the difference in the style of play of having Hoyland in the side, I can have some sort of understanding that your Rashford, your Antonys, those players aren't used to playing or even Garnacho playing with an out-and-out striker who's giving defenders fits in the middle of the box. I think there's a bit of a change in style. It doesn't help us having Bruno going out onto the right. You know, it, it helps us with Bruno in the guts playing in the 10 role. And the fact is that the injuries and, and issues around that have led to players having to play out of position. But anyway, so I reckon Cozzy, no, keep him. <laughs> I think it's it's much more simpler than that, mate. As I said, just get rid of Hoyland so he doesn't yeah. score. You don't want him to score. If he gets the ball in the box, Manchester United players tackle him. You know, so he's got he's to get past... You know, 20 other players on the field to score a goal. That's what they've got to do. Simple as that. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Oh, righty-o, Potty. What's your uh, your headline this week, mate? 
Got a couple this week, mate. Starting off, Bayern Munich set to offer record transfer fee for Nestori Arankunda. Uh, well, hope I pronounced that, that right. You did that. You did well on that one. Um, Bird is so, a massive A League fan. He would have seen Nestor play a fair bit. So just to clarify, it's a record for um, the A League, not a, not a record for Bayern Munich. But you know, just uh, mm. just to clarify, in case there was anyone out there who was listening, going, "Wow, cheapest chips." Yeah, I thought uh, you were talking about Bitcoin or something there for a second. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought. Got so what do we think, guys? What do you reckon, Berta? Is it? Uh, what do you reckon the move for Iran Kunda, mate? To Bayern Munich? No, uh, no, no. To Western Sydney Wanderers, mate. Uh, I reckon. Not the Wanderers. I reckon for that that transfer fee, he might might be lucky to see the boot room at the training facility. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to need to take a feather duster so they can dust him off every now and again because he'll be on the shelf. Oh. Uh, so you hold out a lot of hope, mate. Yeah, you, you aren't Australian, are you? Like, I mean, <laughs> if it's not Ange, you're kicking out. You know, and I saw... He's 17 years old, isn't he? 17 yeah. years old. I saw Fabrizio Romano posted this one. So Fabrizio put this one out there and then just in the comments underneath it, it was just, oh, from Tanzania... You know, I was like, he's Australian. You get your filthy Tanzanian hands away from <laughs> Nestri Irankunda. He is an Aussie. Okay? You hear me? He's Aussie. Yeah. So, um, sure. yeah. is it a good move for <laughs> Bayern Munich? Yeah. Well, Cozzy, like what I do said, you reckon, mate? They need someone to man the boot room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's a great player. Like, been watching him the last two or three years in the. He came in, I don't know what how old he was when he first started playing for Adelaide, but he's electric, some of the goals he scored. Um, so, so if you said he's been out there for the three seasons now, he would have been 14. Yeah, no, he's... Well, look it up, but while I'm talking and have a look, but he's been there for, I would say, at least two years um, playing for United. But, oh, three million, that's chump change for a club like mm. Bayern Munich. They put him out to a to a team out on loan. You know that that's what'll happen. He'll come in, and then about a month, he'll get used to the place, clean a few boots, as Berta said, and then he'll be out on loan. And, and you know they'll they'll be just investing a bit of time in, in him somewhere at a, at a sister club or something like that, and then just mm. bring him back in. I think it, they've bought him on potential. Do you know what I mean? Like they get him in, like he's a rough sort of rough diamond. Um, you know, get a bit of <laughs> get a bit of polish. No pun intended. Um, get a bit of polish and then, uh, yeah, get him back in. 2021, he could set the uh, world on fire. Who knows? Have we switched movies to Blood Diamond now from <laughs> Captain Phillips? <laughs> oh, no, mate. so it says he burst onto the A-League scene as a 15-year-old. So there you go. 15-year-old. So, yes. so that's, I mean, yeah, that's well. bloody young. Yeah. Um, look. Look, where I stand on this one is it's obviously, you know, there, there'll be a lot of talk around the A-League circles about record fee, $3 million. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you look at, say, Man City. They, they had Cole Palmer. You know, clubs do this. Clubs who are successful, they've got players that they're happy to just bring in and move on out. So Cole Palmer went for $45 million to Chelsea. He scores the penalty this morning and you go, oh, you know, what have they got rid of? But at the end of the day, he costs them nothing. And they've sold him for a £45 million profit. 
Um, they don't need him in his squad. They've got Jack Grealish. You know, they've got Phil Foden. They've got, they've got the players they need. Um, Angelino was another example that Man City had. So Man City actually, other than being scumbag cheats, they do this quite well. <laughs> okay. Uh, Angelino was moved out to RB Leipzig. He was bought in. He's, they've made an £8 million profit on him. And for you too, Potty, Jack Harrison, who mm. plays for Everton, they made a £10.5 profit on him, just moving him off to Leeds, okay, before he found himself at Everton. Another example of a club doing this would be Pedro Porro, who plays for Spurs now. He was moved over to Sporting from Man City. And Sporting then brought him in from the Academy of Man City, who they made a little profit on him, but they then made a £45 million profit on him, shipping him off to Spurs. Mm. So these clubs are looking for these players that they can then bring into their system. So, for example, Bayern Munich brings Nestor Aaron Kunder in, they give him the Bayern Munich stamp, they give him the patch, and then they move him, they potentially move him on worst-case scenario. Best-case scenario, they have a future first-team squad member. Think about Aaron Moy when he got signed by Manchester City. I mean, talk about I don't even think he even got on the training pick pitch at Man City. He was straight back out to Australia for Melbourne City mm. before then getting a I think it was a maybe a three million pound move to Huddersfield. They didn't he didn't cost City three million. They just signed him up and then moved him on at a profit. Mm. So financially no matter what happens, you can't see them not moving him on for at least three million. In in the end they're yeah. gonna make a profit on mm. him, you would assume. Another one, a club who does it really well, is Ajax. So Ajax bought in Sebastian Aller from West Ham, who had an absolute shocking season in the Premier League, the one year that he was there. Mohamed Kudos is another one. Anthony at United is another one that they sort of bought in, had him there for two seasons, and then got rid of him at a vastly improved profit. They made 121 million euros off those three players alone within two seasons. Mm. You know, so they're making big money. Haller has now gone off to Dortmund. Um, he's learned how to score goals again. So, I mean, they're being able to use this to generate the income that they're not getting these clubs who are really smart about it. They're not getting through TV deals that clubs in the Premier League are getting from television. Brentford's really good at it. Southampton have always been good at it. Brighton do a fantastic job. There's no surprise that man managers can just walk into Brighton and be successful. And, and Leicester were pretty good at offloading players as well. So it happens. Yeah. I think on a similar train of thought too, only in the last week or so, um, there's been news out of the Premier League about them uh, putting into place a ban on uh, Premier League clubs and loan contracts with their associated clubs like Newcastle and the Saudi mm. League. Um, that's been a big talking point because Newcastle have got so many injuries and they're actually wanting to change the rule to not allow them to, to bring in those players. Hey. Yeah, see, I don't know where I sit mm. with that. I mean, I can understand the, the purpose of it when it comes to, like, the, the Saudi league because you look at someone like, say, for example, halfway through the season, they Newcastle start bringing in Sadio Mane, Cristiano Ronaldo and the like. But I, I don't. if that has a flow-on effect on clubs that have got satellite clubs like we mentioned before, 
and the ability of of up and coming players to go off to a, a foreign league and get first team football, I think that could be detrimental to the development of those players. So it'd be interesting to see how that system looks in the grand scheme. Mm. But it must have you, it must have you pretty excited though, Gregor. You said all the development that happened at Ajax, all those players developed under Man United's current manager Eric Ten Hag. So that that must give you some hope for the future. Oh, he works on the training paddock, mate. He doesn't recruit them. That's that's the sad thing. Yeah, but he's still developing those players, their performances into, oh, he's, into transfer yeah, he's bringing phase. them into the squad. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, one of the things that does concern me, though, is everything that I described, and I know we've been, you know, speaking a lot about sort of Africa and and that. It's, I mean, how is this not modern day slave trading? Like, you're bringing people in and you're looking to make a profit on them. Like, how is it not? Like, bringing them in, using their talents, and then we're going to sell you for a couple of million profit. Well, I think they, <laughs> I think they get treated a little bit better than the slaves did back in the yeah. day. Well, I mean, they get, paid, they get paid a handy wage, but, yeah, handy. I mean... Handy? Yeah, it's a bit more than handy. It's the full job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, when we we fr- we frown upon, you know, the idea of slave trading, but the fact that we're talking about these talented athletes as if they're commodities is that is a sad blot on football, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, because they enjoy they go through their whole career to play the game. It doesn't. They want to be commodities. They don't care where they go as long as they're playing football, and they're getting paid well. Anyway, all right. Speaking of slave trading, um, my headline of the week is: uh, When does Decore's statue on the Bramley Moor dock arrive? <laughs> so, now before you jump over me and you think, uh, yeah, for those, do your research on John Bramley Moor, where the Bramley Moor dock, where Everton's new stadium will be built. He was actually accused of being a slave owner. Okay, so there's a bit of a connection there. Uh, working, uh, he had a very close connection with Brazil and the slave trade, apparently, Bramley Moore. However, I talk in seriousness, Decore. I mean, he, he's got to have a statue at Everton soon, shouldn't he? Well, he's, um, he's certainly been uh, the highlight of the season so far, and he's certainly <laughs> been, I think you've mentioned before, he's been hi- holding up that middle. Oh, he was the highlight of last season. He kept you in the league. <laughs> yeah, so, look... Um, we we still got to stay out of relegation yet before the statue gets built. But <laughs> if he does it again, maybe. Did anybody see his pass to the gay guy from Ghana? Yeah, yeah. He dead said he slid <laughs> it through. Guy. He Sorry. slid it through three players, and it just landed at his feet. He just absolutely pierced the defence with one pass. I think he might be top goal scorer as well. So yeah, yeah he's got four goals this year. So. Four goals, nearly as many yellow cards. So that probably tells you about the tenacity and how tough he is around the park too. He throws himself around. And for those who are wondering who the gay guy from Ghana is, that's Idrissa Ghana gay. Yeah. I just got a mist around him, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't going to touch that one. I was just going to let that one slide. No, no, I was just going to hear it. Um, final uh, headline for me this week, guys, is um, the how or the tortoise. Uh, Newcastle's fast start to the season hits the wall. Now, um, I mean, they've run in. I know they're not duck egg in the Champions League, 
They've they've hit the wall. They're now bottom of the group. Mm. As predicted. Um, Eddie Howe's run into some tough... They've had some good wins, especially against Arsenal. But they've had yeah, some really, there, really tough results. What do, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think, guys? What do we think? Where are Newcastle at? Are we going to are we starting to see some cracks that could lead to our preseason predictions bearing fruit? I reckon Eddie Howe and Ange will be having a beer soon and telling each other how shit their teams are. So yeah, no, they're they're another team free falling. I don't want to steal anything from you, Grego, but there seems to be a bit of the players are a bit uh, jumpy. Um, yeah, so lots of injuries as well. But, um, yeah, they, they certainly don't look like they're... They were, I watched that game. They were absolutely horrible. They never looked like scoring a goal, to be honest. Yeah, I'll just jump in there. I don't know whether you boys caught the vision of Kieran Trippier and the supporters on the weekend after the game at all. No, I didn't, yeah. mate. No? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, so basically, he's. I think he's gone over to clap the supporters, etc. And some, some yob in the crowd's given him a mouthful, and he's, you know, fired back with, "Well, how many injuries have we got?" How He's a he's a risk, isn't he? Like he's had he's he's had a little bit of time in the Premier League and didn't really set the world on fire with Chelsea. Uh, but mm. I know he was he was how old would he be now? He's he's not that old, is uh, he? Twenty five, twenty six. So he was pretty young when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, just wasn't yeah. going to get the time there. And obviously they brought in Lukaku at that time, who now I believe it or not ends up at Roma as well. Um, but that was sort of his his marching papers at Chelsea when they spent a hundred million on Lukaku. But he scored goals over in the Serie A. But um, yeah, I'm surprised there's not more talk about him maybe jumping back over to the EPL. Yeah, don't know. The fact that he's um, he's out until June might might stop those plans as well because he's got a he's got a fairly se- uh, serious injury that he's sitting on the sidelines with. So. Yeah, that probably no helps. Gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah. No one's going to touch him, and he can't even walk with a cruciate ligament injury. But mm. um, so yeah. you're saying Ivan Tony's a better investment? <laughs> you bet. Oh, he's a he's a gamble, but you know. Now uh, speaking about gambles, uh, <laughs> Gwen Doozy, mate, would you have him back, Cosy? He was running. No. He was running around for Lazio. Geez, wasn't he an absolute knob jockey? <laughs> no, yeah, I. I've got to give it to him at Arsenal. He did. He was still young as well, and he did. He was a bit of a bit part player. He came on and he did his job. Mm. Um, I wouldn't get him back though. He's he's going. He's travelling along okay at Lazio. He's he's getting into back into the team. He's starting to play a few more games and start a few more games in the last couple of months. But mm. no, I don't think so. He had a red in him though, didn't he? He had a red. Gwen Oh yeah, he's a bit fiery. Yeah, yeah, he was fiery. 
Oh, very good. So um, in the Serie A, Juventus, have, they've had a bit of a resurgence uh, this this season. So um, I look forward to probably five years down the track them having those um, that this title stripped from them as well. Um, but the <laughs> Milan teams and current champions Napoli, they're sort of hanging in there. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting things happening in, in the Serie A. What do you think, Coz? Did you catch the Milan game on the weekend at all? Did anybody see any highlights? Or I didn't, mate. Mm. Let us know. No, so uh, you know how I I like a little bit of intrigue in the uh, Italian leagues and and you know look behind the scenes, see what's going on. Mm. So like I, a jealous a girlfriend. About, yeah, absolutely. Just peering in through the blinds, you know, for out in the dark, <laughs> looking inside. So just to see what's going on. Costa, <laughs> um, Costa also fuck? known as Hey You There in the Bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Ah, so, uh, no, the Lecce game. So Milan took on Lecce and it was a cracker of a game um, that finished up to all. Uh, but Lecce thought they scored the winner in the 94th minute. So in extra time. Um, they scored a goal and it looked looked fine, whatever. So, but I know you said this was a VAR-free podcast, but I just want to highlight this point. Uh, it's not so much about the VAR. I guess it's the decision making. And I, the, my headline was "Don't step on the big boy's toes." Mm. What they went back a couple of plays, a couple of passes, and found the Lecce attacker accidentally step on the toes of the Milan defender who then hit the ground like a sack of potatoes like he just like someone had shot him then it went pass 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 and they went and scored so they came back and disallowed the goal because he stepped on his toes I, I don't know what what do you guys think about that like is that just taking it a bit too far boy that escalated quickly <laughs> 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 any, well, any thoughts boys I mean what other sus uh, movements or free kicks would you like you know twisted someone's finger or giving I, them a nipple see, cripple or should, what, what do you should reckon? be asked see, Andrew you, Tonali see what you're doing is I see what you're doing you're trying to open up a can of worms here mate I don't <laughs> want to talk about it but you're trying to talk about it <laughs> Oh, I just, I just think not. It's not so much the VAR; it's just the decision, like stepping on someone's toes. Like, come on, especially if you're wearing stilettos. <laughs> right, moving it? on. We're not falling into the trap. Over I like here, it. No. All right, uh, Berto, we're up to the Who Cares report, mate. What do you got for us? <laughs> what have I got for us? Well. To be honest, I didn't have much, but I heard a couple of things mentioned tonight. The first one is, and you know, at the risk of crossing the sports attention with the sports attention football podcast, it's I couldn't help but mate, you've already you've mentioned that somebody splurged in their football shorts tonight, mate. You can't go much worse than that. <laughs> it's a low bar. Well, it's because he's trivia. It just brings out the best of me. It was so entertaining. Actually, maybe I should put that in the Who Cares report because he's trivia. he's <laughs> trivia this week. No, but look, <laughs> it was a slow burn. Oh, uh, that yeah, that um, that took a while to unfold. Like, it's one thing to have one question, let alone three past every question for six questions. Like, far out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that. Um, 
great planes, trains, and automobiles. It's Cosy. The next time you tell a story, have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. <laughs> um, the great John Candy. The great John Candy. Yeah. yeah did, God rest his soul. Did know his way to the fridge. Um, all right. So. <laughs> No, look. I've just I was, earlier in the podcast I heard about the the beep test getting getting cancelled for um, is it South South Australia? And yeah. and you know Adelaide United, hot off the back of someone getting their toes stepped on, um, the fact that you know Mikel Arteta is still allowed to function in society without being systemically bullied. I'm just think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's time that we all harden up. Like, we take a lesson from Jurgen Klopp and we just go about our day and we don't... <laughs> That'll fucking do. Oh, there's a poster boy if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> and we don't whinge and we just kick it old school. Like, absolutely. Let's just get on with life. Make the kids run the beat. Even the fat ones. Um, just get them moving. The other thing, it was a silly article I saw, is... They won't leave poor Mason Greenwood alone. Like, there was an article I clicked on the other day, and it was my fault because I'm the dick that clicked on it. And um, it was Nike drops Mason Greenwood, and here he is at training wearing a seven-year-old pair of boots. And I just thought to myself, who actually... Well, I did because I clicked, but who actually <laughs> gives, a f- gives a fuck? And... It wasn't just my one view. There were there were millions of views about Mason Greenwood's boots, and I just thought, mm. what what are we doing? Are, are, is this are we all in the friggin' Truman Show here? Are we all that sad? Um, mm. And in my life, the answer is is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I mean I don't know where to go with that. I mean the fact that. I mean, you mentioned Jurgen Klopp. You lost and, Klopp. <laughs> and, and integrity. I mean, he's he's integrity. I'll lose him with integrity when I look at his teeth and his veneers. He's, They're he's a good smile. set of choppers. He's got that South American smile. Yeah. <laughs> look, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on the on the back there, Berter, and one of my who cares reports. And obviously, it's a Liverpool thing as well. So Luis Diaz's old man's obviously been returned. Um, so big news during the week, but there was an interview that was actually carried out. And just, do you remember John Obi Mikel, the uh, Chelsea mm. midfielder? So he's actually come out and he's spoken about a story when his his dad was abducted in Nigeria when he was about to play against Argentina in the Russia World Cup. So basically the stories come out and they said, oh, well, don't tell anyone or don't tell the teammates because we don't want to throw anyone off, but we can completely understand that you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be able to play. And he just played out the game. They lost. Oh, I don't think it was because his dad got abducted that they lost. I mean, they were playing a, a messy led Argentina. But anyway, the story then winner. goes... <laughs> the story then goes into the fact that Roman Abramovich stepped in and actually just said, oh, how are you feeling? And basically, um, you just let me know, and uh, if you need me to go and get your dad, we'll go and get your dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the audacity of Roman Abramovich to just go, oh, you know I can get your dad if you want because I have all my alleged 
KGB connections who would be able to just scoop him up out of the middle of Africa within the click of a fingers. It was just such a bizarre story. <laughs> and it just made me think, I'm sitting there just going, we live in a weird world, don't we? We live in a weird world. Mm. If there ever was going to be a club owner that would do that, it would be him, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, so I sat up all weekend and watched the Jason Bourne series again. <laughs> oh, how good. How good. <laughs> oh, uh, that'll do us, fellas. Beautiful lads. All hey, done. Um, how good is it now that we get those our two favourite words, the uh, international break? Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I've just got miserable again. <laughs> all right. Well, at least you won't lose oh, the yeah. game for a couple of weeks, Gregor. Oh, Hoyland's playing, so we're in strife. Have we? Um, did we go through next week's fixtures? No, we missed them because we were bored to yeah. tears with your trivia. No, no. Well, I just, I just noticed in there uh, there was a big match in the Premier League next round. Mm. Oh, is there? Is there a big match? I didn't even realise, mate. What is it? No. Uh, Everton, Man United. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just going to put it out there. I think the listeners would want to. Uh, well. Uh, they want to. They, they want a bet. I think we should have a bet on this game between you two boys in the in the studio there. I reckon. The I reckon you should stop making suggestions, mate. I thought you had your <laughs> you had your slice during trivia today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon actually what you is, need a week off, drunk uncle trivia. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> I know. I need to drink more. I don't know how <laughs> confident that shows that I am. Actually, the big game's got to be City Liverpool. No. Everton versus no. we'll I that. think the loser. I think the loser has to wear a the opposition's shirt on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Next week. Yeah. I mean, considering it's an audio realm, I mean that'll be great. <laughs> yeah. That's that's genius, Cosy. You sure showed the listeners. <laughs> no photos. No, the listeners know they can check out the social medias. They, you'll put the p- picture up. No worries in yeah. the studio. All right. All right. Well, it's a deal. Potty, we on it's with that? Done. Done. Yeah. Deal. Okay. A bet's a bet. Oh, I can't wait to see you try and squeeze into my United kit. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, no luxuries like water for the next fortnight. <laughs> All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Sports Detention Football Show. As always, get a like, get a subscribe. Download all the episodes, as we've mentioned on the Sports Detention Podcast. We've got that holiday season coming up. Christmas time, plenty of time spent behind the wheel, driving up and down the highway. You want something to listen to, catch up on the show. Uh, anything else to add, lads? Not from me. Thanks, lads. Good night. No, have a great week, everyone. Good night, everyone. Thank you. From myself, Grego, Potty, Berta and Cozzy, we say good night, Australia. But who am I? That's who am I. <laughs> <laughs>